This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com Slash iHeart. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome inside the Special Teams Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Smith. The esteemed man on my left is Mike Harmon. We are Fox Sports Radio hosts. Our show is on five nights a week, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the West Coast on over 400 affiliates. It is our pleasure to bring you the Special Teams Podcast, where we take a look at special teams from individual years in sports history. Always a fantastic run. The good, the bad, the ugly, the historically bad, the teams that we mock and the players we have great fond memories of, and some others that have fallen to the wayside. Tonight's episode, the 2010, 2000, or, or really today's episode too, because you'd be listening anytime. That's it right. have to be tonight, today, today, tonight, tomorrow, last week's episode, Back to the Future. It's whenever you want to listen. Well, it's like Inception, just a matter of where you come into the story. Well, you got to watch from the beginning or you don't get like the middle of the movie. You can't go into Inception in the beginning. It's like, I don't understand what this is. A lot of people watched it front to end and had no idea what the hell was going on anyway. It's like, oh, this is back when Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in like every third movie. And then like, okay, we need less Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then he became Batman. He, yeah, he kind of did become Batman. Yeah, there Although you go. I, I, you know, I got to say, 500 Days of Summer was probably my favorite Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Okay, that's a pretty good one. I couldn't stand Zoe Deschanel's character. And then it, it kind of just flips at the end. I go... Oh, now I get it. Yeah, but he was in 10 Things I Hate About You, right? I like the eight things that they hated, but the last two things I wasn't a fan of. No, too far. Yeah, too far. It was a bridge too far. Yeah, I think you added an extra 10 minutes for those. The 2010-2011 Miami Heat. Now, of a team that went to four finals in a row and won two championships, it's the first year 
we're dealing with because, quite honestly, the 2010 year began with the Miami Heat changing the National Basketball Association the way we know it. Why? Because this is when the decision became everything that sports fans wanted to talk about. LeBron James deciding after hitting free agency for the first time he wanted to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers and join the Miami Heat. And the decision, which was broadcast live on national television throughout the country, what team was LeBron James going to, it enraptured sports fans everywhere. And it still is going to wind up being one of the top four or five stories of my lifetime in sports because the decision and the attention surrounding it, LeBron James leaving, was really a watershed moment in both television and sports media. The way this team was constructed, the way it all came together, the hype of that year's free agency class as to what was going to happen. Would these superpowers join up? Would they just change teams? Dwayne Wade... What was the future in Miami? I mean, all of those things came to a head. And I remember the rumors here uh, on, on our airwaves of Fox Sports Radio, Stephen A. Smith calling his shot for for days ahead of the decision that, you know, that was going to be funny, the case. And the funny thing is, one of the things I remember going into the decision was, where was LeBron going to go, obviously? And Stephen A. Smith had the story said it's going to be the heat, but there was so much information going out there with people saying, this is where he's going. This is where he's going. He's staying. He's this. You had seven teams. It was impossible to figure out what insider had the right information. I remember Stephen A. Smith at the time was telling everybody, no, I got this. He's going to the heat. It's going to be, I got it. I got it. But it was met with, all right, we have a lot of stuff. We can't be wrong about this. So it was almost like ESPN decided to make a conscious decision to say, we're not going to broadcast it. We're, we're going we're gonna to wait, and the decision's going to come out, and we're going to go with it then because nobody went. Nobody knew. Because he was connected to what? The Clippers? Mm-hmm. To the Bulls? To the Nets? I mean, you just go down whether he was going to just stay in Cleveland and be done with it, and it was going to be this good moment. Right. You got all the boys and girls clubs uh, representatives there. You know, what's always lost in this is that several million dollars went to the boy and boys and girls clubs. It's kind of a good thing. Right. For as much hate and vitriol as came out of this from, from Jim Gray on down the line. I mean, it worked out pretty well for for a bunch of kids. But for LeBron James, I mean, everybody remembers what they were doing that night. I mean, and when it came down how quickly the phone started blowing up. I was like, can you believe this? Coming off the 2009-2010 season, LeBron's free agency was all anybody wanted to get into. He took meetings with every team. Uh, Don Nelson, who was running the Knicks back then, was in a wheelchair, and they wheeled him in you know, to be able to present his side to LeBron James and, and his contingent. And it was very soon after, I think, the Nets went and, and, and presented. And I remember hearing that during the Knicks presentation, LeBron and everybody just spaced out like it's been enough. It was a big process. And LeBron's free agency was going to change the National Basketball Association. And so when it was announced the decision was coming up, July 7th of 2010, everybody's watching TV and watching Jim Gray ask one question for an hour to LeBron (laughs) James. When he finally comes up with the I'm taking my talents to Miami line, which has become lampooned and and a part of sports history. South Beach, baby. It was a big, whoa, he's really going to the heat. He's really going to the heat. 
it was a tremendous night for basketball. And in the end, it turned out to be one of the worst nights for LeBron because all he did was get all kinds of flack because he was leaving his hometown team. He got a lot of flack for that, for going on television for an hour and making a decision in which he presents as it's a big night for Boys and Girls Club. But yeah, it is. But it's also a night where you decided to take control of a storyline for an hour when you already knew what was going on. Well, you're, it was, you're the kid with the hats yeah. going to college. It was the beginning of the polarization uh, that LeBron James had going forward in his NBA career. Because up until then, it was, boy, LeBron is fantastic. And you had a little bit of detractors. And there's a few things that happened with LeBron that you were like, eh, I don't know. You remember he had the whole situation where the one kid from college dunked on him during the summer and LeBron's right. people tried to hold on to the oh, videotape of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You had stuff like that going on with LeBron James, but still overwhelmingly LeBron James was next. We are all witnesses going to the finals uh, and, and but getting swept by the San Antonio Spurs. But LeBron James decides for the heat, and this is where he became polarizing, but at the same time became even more of an icon than he was before. He got global because of the news cycle he was able to grab and what he's held on to really since that moment. Well, it changed the game forever in this moment. We didn't know that it would become as prolific a style of making a decision of how to rebuild and reformulate teams find your friends and team up and change courses of many franchises with the stroke of a pen. So the Miami Heat have Pat Riley, who is running things, and Eric Spolstra, a young head coach that nobody knew if he was going to be any good. And suddenly they had to fit things around because LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade decided they wanted to team up and play in Miami. They wanted to play together because they were all tight, something that came up probably at the Olympics. Hey, you know, it would be pretty cool if we all played together. I don't think it was well thought out by LeBron and, and Wade and, and Bosch, which you're going to get to coming up in a few minutes, but it was something that still was a work in progress. They had to figure things out as they went. I don't think they thought they'd get the backlash. I don't think they thought it was going to be as difficult as it was, that there would be as many people that would say, oh, you think you're a superpower now? I want to see you lose. They announced they want to play together. And Pat Riley, I loved him taking all kinds of credit for, you know, we had to fit these people under the salary cap and figure things out. And it's, whoa, 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 dude, you didn't do anything but answer your phone when LeBron called and said, hey, we all figured out we're coming here to the heat. I mean, figure, we got to figure out you the did. rest of this. That's roster. all you did, Pat Riley, was do that. Yeah, I mean, the only question at that point was, was LeBron James also giving him a list of guys he wanted him to go get? And then you figure out the rest of your roster and that becomes a, a, an arduous task, as we'll get to in a moment. Now, he had to make some trades. He had to make some moves. He had to trade four first-round picks to the Cavs and the Raptors in order to get LeBron James and Chris Bosh. And that kind of made them stuck a bit because that hurt when they got to the NBA Finals, something we'll get to later on in the podcast. But having to trade away all these assets, they didn't have a lot to go get the other players to fill out their team. It was, can three guys basically win a championship? I remember when they decided to come, the Heat had four players. And they're going into the summer going, all right, all right, who are we going to get? Who's around? We're starting making phone calls. Who wants to come play? Well, it's like the Lakers heading into 2019, 2020, <laughs> right? LeBron James, go figure. It's him again going, all right, I got my core. And I got my one guy as Anthony Davis comes over. And I got Kuzma. I like him. All right, what else we got? Who else we got? I mean, that's like Ocean's Eleven. 
trying to fill out your the rest of your guys. We need one more. <laughs> Think we need one more? All right, let's go get one more. I mean, the roster that they had to put together was just, okay, we're going to piecemeal things, and that's the best thing we're going to do. We'll get Mario Chalmers. Hey, we love him. We got Adonis Haslam. Eddie House was on that team. Jawan Howard. I mean, they were calling guys up going, hey, just come here and play for whatever. Mike Miller was a big acquisition for them. Right. That year, hey, we're going to get Mike Miller. That's a big thing for us. It's... Whoa, these are the guys? These are the guys? Veteran acquisition. championship? Yeah, you want to you come play and potentially win and hang out in South Beach? That was the team that was going to wind up taking the court for them. They had four second-round picks. Deshaun Butler's one of those picks. Dexter Pittman's one of those picks. But it was going to be these three, and what else can they put together? This was the Miami Heat team that change the way the NBA works because now everybody wants to be super teams and join up together. But going into the season now, how are they going to make it work with a really, really thin roster? The backlash was immediate and the hate watching began for LeBron James and company. Well, the, the other part of it was their big introductory press conference, Oh, yes, which sir. was when all the fireworks are going off and LeBron James said, we're not here to win one championship, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. And it's, oh my God, dude, what are you kidding? Are you, this is, but this is feeling good, feeling, not thinking that saying that was going to come back to haunt and be something that we talked about. Oh, here's a guy saying, I'm joining a team and he's going to win eight championships with the Miami Heat. Really? See, I love the bravado in the moment. I thought it was one of the great WWE heel kind of turns, right? He's doing it for the Miami Heat and their crowd as they're all excited, right? Building the perfect beast. The summer heat welcome party is what it was called. Uh, They were introduced as the three kings, right? And they came up on their little risers and the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So when he gives the speech, like, all right, they're playing to the home, home fans, but it was almost the, all right, the threat, the calling out, of every other NBA team. So, yeah, you you got a little bit of the, the WWE heel with the mic skills. So this is how the Heat go into the 2010-2011 season. Coming up next on the podcast, Dwayne Wade crying after the first few games. What was the rest of the world looking at besides LeBron James as the NBA season began? All that and more right here on the special teams podcast, the 2010-2011 Miami Heat. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
bed. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Continuing on with the special teams podcast as we look back at the 2010-2011 Miami Heat who changed the NBA forever as they get set to make their debut after a long offseason of anticipation what was the rest of the world talking about? 2010. Well, Lady Gaga wore the meat dress. And I'm just thinking, boy, when I was younger, if I could wear a meat dress, it's like if it's cooked meat that I could actually. But, you know, wearing a meat dress was pretty uh, risque even back then for her. You've never worn a meat dress? No. Now you could go the opposite. Uh, wear a vegetable dress? Like, like, like broccoli? You wouldn't let it get that close to your body. It's my quinoa about? dress. The top movies of 2010, you mentioned one a couple minutes ago, Inception, a movie that drove people crazy. Oh, is the thing going to spin at the end? Is it falling over? Is it staying up? Is it falling over and staying up? Inception was on everybody's mind. How about your favorite TV show premiered, Sons of Anarchy? Yes, and The Walking Dead both premiered. I was very excited about both of them. I'm not a Walking Dead guy. I I'm stopped, not a zombie guy. The thing is, I stopped watching The Walking Dead, and that's been a big piece of, of uh, social currency is when did you stop watching The Walking Dead? Oh, that's pretty good. Because people don't watch it. It was when did you stop? Well, I stopped watching the beginning of the second season of Negan. Oh, that's a good time to stop. That's pretty good. That, I, I like that. I, that that's, that. That's a cool guy that stopped watching then. I mean, it is cool. I mean, Andrew Lincoln is the son-in-law of Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. It's not running down his nose. Do you know any other lines but that's Jethro the, Tull? What other rock song can you say snot running down his nose that's a on? a fair point. I mean, that's a good one. I'll give you that. But Sons of Anarchy, I still miss Sons of Anarchy. I mean, I, I still miss that. I, I'd walked around with, I had the t-shirts that they wore in the, I know. in the TV show. I had the Sam Crow shirts. I had everything. The Apprentice kept going. The League, It's Always Sunny. In Philadelphia. Yeah, now they're on like season 47. That's of right. It's always Just, hey, if, if it's still making money, <laughs> keep going. So that's what people were talking about in 2010. And then early November, the Miami Heat tipped off for the first time. And they started eh, nine and eight out of the gate as they really had to figure things out. And in the middle of this is when Dwayne Wade had his, quote, meltdown, crying after a game, saying, oh, now everybody could be so happy the Miami Heat have problems. And I remember that vividly saying, oh, dude, you got to be more mentally tough than that. You just decided a month ago to have a press conference where you're saying, or have a, 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 a an event where you're saying, not two championships, not three, not four. No, you want to do that? You can't cry and be upset when you're nine and eight. You got a lot of backlash. Anytime you want to stand up and say, hey, I'm great, this is me, you're going to have people sling arrows at you. And the Heat weren't ready for it, which is why I say it wasn't that well thought out. It was one of those things that happened, and they had to figure it out as they went along. 
people might have liked the novelty of it, but if you're looking for competition, you're sitting there and going, all right, if I'm a fan of one of these other teams, I hate this because, A, mm-hmm. my team didn't think of it. And they, if I, my team was in the running, they weren't able to get it done. Yeah. The thing that bothered me most, and look, all these years later, never faulted LeBron for the decision, never faulted him for the not two, not three, always thought it was nice. Like I said, a whole WWE heel thing. But then once the crowds are actually against you, don't cry about yeah. it. You set it up this way. All the rumors that started at that point with the Heat struggling were Eric Spolster is going to be fired yeah. and Pat Riley's going to come down and coach the team. Right, that LeBron didn't like Spolster. Right, the very famous, the very famous video of him just blowing him off, walking by in the huddle, and it was boy, Eric Spolster's getting fired, man. It's just a matter of time. And really, are you going to trust Eric Spolstra with all these guys that are basically coaching the team? You needed somebody who was going to come down and and command respect, and Spolster was not the guy. Or because well, the other part was, I think for many NBA fans that had watched this thing come together, Pat Riley, as much as front office, Pat Riley wanted some credit. Don't tell me he didn't want his slick back hair back on the sideline. Oh, sure. Right? So people were waiting for the coup at midseason just so he could finish the job. Right? All right, Spolstra, you, you do the hard work here. These guys will start playing together. And then I come down... From the rabbit, look, I saved the season and I made these superstars. Like, it was a hero moment in the waiting. But what saved him, and I think saved NBA history from being different, is that once December hit, that was it. The Heat go on a big run. They go 15-1 and one in the month of December, and they never look back. I mean, that was it. That was where everything starts coming in, into focus, and the slotting of the superstars became... A little bit easier. It wasn't, well, it's the three of us. It was, okay, this is becoming LeBron's team, and Wade's got to be okay being the 1A, and Chris Bosch has to be okay being way over here. The two being, and a half men three. Be, yeah, being the three. Men, right? But, men. Right? It was, it was going to be the three of them, but yeah. you knew it was going to morph, and it morphed to LeBron's team with Wade playing the supporting role, and that's something that people don't take into account when they talk about the greatness of this run is that Dwayne Wade on his own team that he already won a championship with when they beat the Mavericks being okay, taking quote a back seat to LeBron, welcoming him in, allowing him to take over and to be LeBron without that. If he's fighting LeBron for control of the team or who's going to be the alpha on any night, it's going to fall apart. And, you know, we saw it with Shaq and Kobe in LA, they fought each other and they only made it a few years, but in the modern NBA, they made it further because Dwayne Wade and LeBron were friends and Wade was okay ceding the spotlight to LeBron. He made this thing happen. Yeah. One, for those guys showing up, mm-hmm. but two, for knowing when he needed to be player B. That's when uh, LeBron also coined the Heatles. Yes. So everybody comes to see us. They were selling out everywhere. And it's us coming into your town. And it's wherever you were doing, hey, where are the Heat? Remember, and- it was all those ads for bad teams. Hey, mm-hmm. come see the yeah, Heatles. Yeah. Hey, our it went from the, our season, our Clippers season ticket package Oof. includes a game yeah. against the Bulls and Michael Jordan to, hey, we got the Heat coming in next month. But that was what, it was appointment television. Every night the Heat played, it was a story. And the NBA, how often do you get stories every night in 82-game season? No, that's you true. Don't. You're but excited. every time to... they played, whether they won by 50, they played a close game, the rare times they lost, they were the big story. Yeah, because they played a lot of close games in those first couple of months of the season. And that was one of the, the detractors. Like, well, you got three superstars. You got these superstars, and yet mm-hmm. you can't blow these bad teams out. 
They trade for Mike Bibby at the deadline, and that turns out to be a pretty big move. Back when Mike Bibby was still, hey, Mike Bibby's not bad, and he might be a big addition because they needed more shooters, and that's what the Heat needed. They needed guys that could make shots that could contribute more offensively because, look, we mentioned it a few minutes ago. We're going to talk about it a lot later. you got to have those support players to win in the NBA Finals, and the Heat were still trying to mix and match. They were a great regular season team. They wound up finishing second in the Eastern Conference. They won 58 games. They finished second to the Bulls, and it was, boy, here come the Heat, and they were expected to roll through the playoffs. But winning championships, you need those support guys to come through. You can't just rely on your stars. That's the one thing people forget about the NBA, whether it's the Warriors dynasty or anybody else. You need those players who are going to play big support roles when the games get big. That back end, you got Haslam, you got Miller, and you got a lot of guys who were, you know, just a guy on the bench. You had a lot of Jags. That really didn't have any particularly... Uh, crafted set of skills to help the big three finish what they were doing. Coming up next on the podcast, while they roll through most of the playoffs, a disappearing act that nobody saw coming with LeBron James beset them in the NBA Finals. We break down what became a theme for LeBron James's career coming up next on the Special Teams Podcast 2010-2011 Miami Heat. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So we're into the NBA Finals here on Special Teams, taking a look at the 2010-2011 Miami Heat team that changed the face of the NBA despite the fact they did not win it all. 
As the Miami Heat are able to get through the playoffs without a lot of difficulty, awaiting them, the Dallas Mavericks. And what you're going to see over the course of these six games are two things. Number one, the Mavericks had a deeper team because you need those kinds of players who are going to come off your bench or be your shooting guard that's going to have a big game that you're not expecting, and that's how you win championships. You can have the star power, but you need the people coming off the bench. You need the the role players to play big in the NBA Finals, and this is where things fell short for the Heat because they didn't have that. They had three great players, but there was nobody else you could say, hey, you know what, Mike Miller had a huge, huge, huge game. No, they didn't have that, and that's why the Mavericks are the champions. We talk about this across all sports, right? You need that that extra extra man to step up, not that superstar, maybe one of those Lou Williams. I got to get Lou Williams in wherever <laughs> I can. Uh, but those that sixth man who can come in and take over and let your guys take an extended breather because you don't lose any momentum from your first unit. And when we looked at this Heat team, they just didn't have it. Occasionally, Miller would get hot, but in the finals, not so much. Uh, the finals, which were known in the end for the exclamation point on Dirk Nowitzki's career, started uh, pretty poorly for him. Miami wins game one, and Dirk tears a tendon in his left middle finger. So now they lose game one, and suddenly he's got a really serious finger injury. You get to game two, Miami was up huge. They were up 15 points midway through the fourth quarter, and Dallas comes back to win. They go on a huge run with six and a half minutes left to go, and you heard to a man following the game, the huge Mavericks come back. How do you come back against this team that was taking a stranglehold on the series? They were upset with 6.20 left to go. They were pissed that Miami was celebrating and dancing after a big shot. LeBron and Dwayne Wade were doing their thing on the sidelines. And players said, you know what? That really got us upset. And we decided to focus more. And we came down and we whittled into that lead, whittled into that lead because we didn't like the Heat celebrating prematurely. Dwayne Wade blew it off after the game. But in the end, this turned out to be the real turning point of the series because when you let a win get away, momentum leaves at some point and goes to the other team. Every final series has its own rhythm, has its own uh, cadence and its own rolling waves. There's a time in every series where momentum forever leaves the losing team and goes to the winning team. Sometimes it's game two, sometimes it's game five, sometimes it's game seven. When you have a 15-point lead and you blow that lead with six minutes left to go, the Mavericks tie up the series and momentum was on their side the rest of the way. I always find it funny in these types of professional environments that something seemingly innocuous of a couple of guys clowning on a bench could be the, all right, we got to focus now. It's like, no, no, no. It's like the extra incentive. Keep it? our composure. <laughs> no, but that's Keep it. Focus. Finish the job. But for the for the Mavericks, all right, that really cheesed us off, man. Now we knew it was our mission to claw back. Like, why, why did you need to get clowned? Like, you're professionals playing for a championship. And you always hear these tales in, in the moment or years later as we do the reviews uh, here on special teams that, you know, oh, yeah, that was the thing that really solidified us as a team and, and it bonded us together. It's like, well, the follow-up is why? Why does that take that? You're, you got a best of seven, and for a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, that's it. That's the hallmark, right? A lot of points, a lot of great times. So game three, Miami finds a way to win. Game four, 
Dwayne Wade misses a free throw that could have tied the game with 20 seconds left. He fumbled the inbounds pass down three with seven seconds left when he could have hit a three to tie the game. And the Mavericks tie the series back at two games apiece. This is now what we're going to focus on because this was the first of the LeBron James disappearing games. Eight, nine, and seven in this game. Eight points, nine rebounds, seven assists. On the sunny side, you could say close to a triple-double, but really eight points for LeBron James in an NBA Finals game. He took 11 shots. And at, at the time, it was, boy, I don't get what happened to LeBron in this game. But as the series came out, it became a theme. These last three games, LeBron James completely disappeared. And it was the beginning of the, how does LeBron James do this in the finals? And it was a question that dogged him for years because he did a little bit with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. It happened here. Was he going to just keep disappearing at big moments during his NBA career? Game five was the Jason Terry game. All right, this was the exclamation point for the Dallas Mavericks. He gets benched by Rick Carlisle for bad play, comes back in late and runs Miami into the ground. He scored or assisted on 11 points in the fourth quarter. He had a big three with LeBron James in his face to clinch the game. Again, LeBron played this game as a facilitator, and that hurts Miami. Anytime LeBron is more facilitator in a go-for-the-juggler type game, teams are going to take that. Like During the regular season, if LeBron plays facilitator, it's, boy, it's one game out of 82. Other guys can beat you. If he has a game with 15 points, but he has 11, 12 assists, he played facilitator. Other guys did it. But in the NBA Finals, LeBron James is not going to win games where he plays facilitator and scores 10 or 12 points, or like he did in game four with eight, nine, and seven. Well, Can't do it. And that's always the question in the background of, like, what, what are the conversations in the locker room? Is is he hearing things right? He always said he had, you know, zero dark 23 and didn't hear what was being said about him. And even at in these early stages was, I, I'm just locked in. But, you know, you're hearing the whispers that you took over the team and that maybe folks are a little bit disgruntled about it or there's some unrest. So it's like, all right, let somebody else do it then. It's just the psychology of it never made sense. Like you're... Arguably the just, best wanna, basketball I player. I want to win this way. Like, like yeah. this is who I am. I want to show you I want to win like Magic Johnson. I can score 30 a game the first three games, but I can dish out 15 assists in the rest of the games. It, it was very strange because I don't know what happens to him and what happened to him in the finals. No, I right. remember talking about this on the radio after going, I, I don't get this is not the LeBron James that we have grown to see. This is LeBron James who takes over games in the fourth quarter and doesn't shrink from those moments. Right. The guy that takes on his Clyde Drexler persona and puts his head down and dribbles into the lane and runs over anybody in his way. So it's just that that type of mentality that we've seen so many times where he'll take over a quarter or a game. Why in the middle of a series is there this flip of the switch? Even though in game five he had a triple-double of 17, 10, and 10, it's still underwhelming for him. I mean, still, it's not the mm-hmm. kind of game you would get from LeBron, and it was very, very strange. He only took two free throws. I mean, he's got to get to the free throw line. LeBron James, for many times in his early career, I'm going to settle for the jumper because it looks pretty rather than take the ball to the hoop because I want to hit that jumper and put my hand up and go back down the floor. Mm-hmm. It's like I felt like he wanted to win a certain way. And then you get to game six of the NBA Finals, and this was... It for the Heat. Their backs were to the wall. And you know what? LeBron James sort of disappeared again. You know, 21 points in game six, just four free throws. They were facing elimination, and they get worked by the Dallas Mavericks, who hit a ton of threes. They played a lot of zone in that game, and that hurt Miami. 
And it was stunning to watch the end of this game because I vividly remember seeing every time they passed the ball to LeBron, hot potato. And he would send it to somebody else. It was like hot potato basketball. And I'm, I really, it's like I, I'm watching a meltdown. In front of me, this is a this is a three game meltdown. He from wanted, LeBron James. Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with the ball in the fourth quarter, as you say, hot potato. Just the facilitator mode in overdrive. That he averaged just three points per game in the fourth quarter in the series, for the series as a whole, down nine points a game from the sing, from his regular season average, in the time when it was it was showtime. This was your go make your mark and go take on and, and start going to where you're you're thinking about the repeat and two and three and four and everything from before the season and said uh, shrunk away in the biggest moment. It was after this series. Pat Riley said, I got to have a talk to LeBron, a talk with LeBron about getting more out of him. Even Pat Riley, when he has to sit here, and go, boy, I got to go take on our big star who came here and 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 you know, got us to the NBA finals, but he had the conversation with LeBron about giving him more and it worked out the next two years, the heat wound up winning the NBA championship. But this year, this was the year that even though it ended poorly for them and LeBron disappeared, this changed the NBA really forever because you watch teams go from, Hey, now I want to go play with my friends and, and, mm -hmm. and we can go get together and put three stars here and three stars here and three stars here to the point where now players are signing one and two year contracts because they want to be able to play with one guy here. And now I'm going to go play one guy, one year with one guy over here. And that's the way the NBA is now. And it's, it's, it's just not even 10 years ago that this seismic sea change turned the NBA from a league where, Hey, you have a lot of talent spread around the league to there's only a handful of teams that can really compete because we're all teaming up now. And we're, we're, we're deciding that when, a player wants to move on, I got to move on to this team that already has an established star because now I want to win. Anytime players get older in their careers, they, I've, I've done what I can. I've made my money. I want to win now. Think about the way the super teams that we recall, the Celtics and Lakers, right? There were a couple of things that happened where guys get traded, change leagues, and then draft and, and they roll through and, and it became those super teams for years. And then long gap Celtics team blip on the radar. And then you have this change and every year it becomes the one and two year deals because the salary cap keeps coming out, mm -hmm. but also the idea of, I don't want to be stuck, right? We see teams jettison coaches very quickly. There's no programs. You know, we laugh about the term program in the NFL or wherever else, like used to be a college only term, but now it's all right. Is a guy going to really get to stick around and build some vision or is it, all right, show up. We have to win right now. Some players, they know it's, they can look and read the tea leaves as soon as they do that first week of practice. All right, this is a one-year deal. I'm gone. Yeah. And then trying to sync up contracts because that was part of this game as well because you got Bosch and Wade and LeBron from the same draft class. So it worked out just beautifully. So that was the year for the 2010-2011 Miami Heat. How about some where are they now? Where are some of the guys from this team? Let's have a little bit of fun, right? Carlos Arroyo, he played with this squad for a bit uh, and professional basketball player since 1996. So he's playing internationally, yeah. showed up in the in the States, played for the Heat for a while. He was uh, the guy that got cut when Mike Bibby came along and yeah. waived his $6.2 million, took the veterans minimum to come hang out. Uh, he's a co-owner of a team, the Baloncesto Superior Nacional. 
Yeah, I, I, I bet them a lot How about online. That? I, I put a lot of money on them. Yeah, so you, you know, he was, good part, at home. He was part home. of the Puerto Rico team that beat the U.S. in the 2004 Olympics as well. So, yeah, it's a run. Uh, Joel Anthony, center out of UNLV. He was in the league until 2017. They called him the Warden, which is always good. Uh, he's <laughs> a guy that's around with the Warden. He's now playing in Argentina, and I won't dis- do a disservice by trying to pronounce that one. No, uh, you said it right, Argentina. You got it right. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go through the entire, the Club Atletico San Lorenzo de la Magro. Dexter Pittman, a center. Uh, he's playing in a Japan B League. Uh, the Rising Zephyr Fukuoka. I like the Rising Zephyr. The Rising Zephyr. It sounds like the name of a, a radio communications company that owns a lot of things. Yeah, you know, uh, Rising Zephyr. They own all these stations here in Sioux Falls. That's pretty good. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse played seven games with this team. I just thought I'd mention Jerry Stack. Stackhouse while we were. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bob McAdoo, the legend, was one of the coaches. Uh, and your guy, David Fisdale. Fizz getting his big start before he went and screwed up. The, uh, got to the head coaching job with the New York. Hey, League. hey, 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 hey. So there's our look, the 2010-2011 Miami Heat. Even though they didn't win, they changed the NBA forever. This has been Special Teams. I'm Jason Smith. He's Mike Harmon. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Any ideas of teams you would like us to go through in the coming weeks, absolutely welcome. And we will talk to you next week. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.